Welcome back to a new episode, and this episode is about Moonvolt, which is a multi-chain yield aggregator. And from their team, we got Nico and Jacob here to explain to us what it's all about. So welcome, guys. Hey. Hello, Thomas. Hi, guys. Uh, before we kick off, could you kind of explain how you found IOTA and how you got into it? Yeah, uh, so I guess I can take that one. Um, so I guess I found IOTA back in 20, early 2017, and like a lot of people, just uh, held a bunch of it in a wallet for multiple, multiple years, um, waiting for something exciting to happen. Um, and from then, um, once I guess touch points was announced, um, I was already, already knew Nico. Um, and we kind of decided that would be the next logical step for, um, a new chain for Moonvolt to head to. So, so like you, you already made Moonvolt before you, before you came to Ota, right? Yeah. So, um, the project started about, um, I guess, end of last May and took some time to develop. Um, we launched uh, in, in uh, November and are already on five chains. And yeah, as um, Jacob is quite a huge fan of IOTA, he told me a lot about it. And uh, yeah, I, I looked into the tech and... Yeah, he convinced me quite fast, or better said, IOTA convinced me quite fast that uh, this is um, something I don't want to miss. So, yeah. And what are the chains are uh, Moonvolt on right now? Uh, we started with Binance Smart Chain and Polygon. And in December, we also launched on uh, Harmony, Phantom, and Kronos. Wow, that's pretty good. But, uh, like, easy to explain. What is Moonvolt? Yeah, okay. So, um, currently, Moonvolt is just a yield aggregator. Later, we will have a lot of other features. Um, so, to start, um, a yield aggregator is service on top of um, pools or farms on liquidity farms. So um, whoever wants to know more about that, there is another uh, nice Monaco uh, podcast from uh, Tanglesea, I guess, that explains it quite well. Um, so in short, um, people can um, provide assets, for example, liquidity for a DEX, and normally they get a reward for that. Uh, just another token and users have some options what they do with it. Um, they can just hold it, they can sell it or they can reinvest it. But most times this uh, reinvestment step is, yeah, quite a lot of tasks to do. You have to first um, harvest it, then you have to sell it, then you have to swap half of it for token A, half of it for token B, make an LP token of those two tokens, and then redeposit it. So you have five transactions per farm you are in. And that takes some time. That also um, 
yeah, um, has some transaction costs um, to it. And a vault basically is a service that automates all these steps for you. Um, so you save on transaction costs. Um, you save a lot of time. Um, and it helps you because you get the compounded interest effect. So for example, if you have um, a farm with 100% APR, if you compound it daily, which we do automatically for you, um, it will result in 180% APY. So an extra percent, uh, 80% gain. That is what we currently are. And in the future, we will um, offer more services. Um, we are planning to do some NFTs with use case. Um, one of those use cases will be multi-signature. Uh, so multi-sig wallets, um, multi-dex swap, so that you just get the cheapest price on your chain for whatever you want to swap. Yeah, and at a later stage, uh, we will have some more plans that we can talk about later. Mm. Very exciting. Uh, like before we get on, uh, what are farms and vaults? Um, yeah, a farm is um, if you go to a decentralized exchange, um, like for example, I guess a lot of people start on on Binance, so they know Pancake Swap. And if people want to trade assets, for example, I want to trade, um, let's say, um, BNB with IOTA, um, then somewhere th those funds have to come from. And um, this, is, this is in an, a so-called LP token, a liquidity provider token, a liquidity pair. So there are people that create a BNB IOTA token and give it to the decentralized exchange for providing that liquidity, they get a reward from the DEX. And if someone then wants to swap BNB with IOTA, then um, that liquidity that the users provide is used to um, make the swap. And normally the user get yeah, a reward for that, a part of the swap fees and a part of the reward. And yeah, th that is called a farm. If you, if you get a reward for providing liquidity, um, then it's a farm. And the vault is just our service on top of it that mm. um, auto compounds for you and auto reinvests for you. Yeah. So Moonvolt is live on like several ch chains right now, right? Uh, when it launches on IOTA, how can like a noob like me invest in it? And, and uh, what can they expect? Um, yeah, so there will be multiple options how to invest, but basically you, you don't really invest in us. We have a native token, but it only exists on Binance Smart Chain and will also just exist there, um, at least currently. Um, what you will actually do is um, there will be options like uh, Tangle C and Tangle Swap. So, um, those two DEXs will have some farms and maybe you already have some um, some shimmer and you have some uh, BNB, for example, 
because there will be a, a bridge between Shimmer and uh, BNB. So naturally, a lot of trades will happen for, for those tokens. So um, you can invest in those tokens and you will just, um, normally you would just deposit them uh, in, in the farm of uh, Tangles or Tangle Swap. And at our site, you can use our vaults for exactly those farms and we just help you to reinvest it. So whatever those rewards are you get, they so will be auto-converted to more BNB and IOTA. So yeah, you, you hmm. don't really invest in us. You invest what you already have and get more of what you have. That's a nice thing though. Everybody likes more of more. And I can imagine there's quite a lot of different uh, choices to pick from different yield aggregators. Uh, what makes Moonvolt different? So I, I guess I can take that one. So uh, Nico and I actually met early on. It's kind of a, a history uh, lesson um, in a different project, um, actually kind of a convergence of a couple projects. And, you know, we've both been investing in DeFi for quite some time and have seen a lot of the same trends. Um, a lot of vaults generally replace um, whatever your rewards are with 30% of their own native tokens. So that's immediately basically 30% off the top for an inflationary token that um, basically is going to consistently lose value. Um, so that was number one that I think Nico in the beginning wanted to kind of set us set aside and change. Um, so we don't have that native token. I, he, he mentioned that a little bit ago, we have a separate token. This is completely separate product. Um, so we really focus strictly on, as Nico said, the investment side. Um, another thing we've noticed, and it's been, you know, a growing kind of pain throughout DeFi is um, one of the things everybody always talks about is partnerships. Uh, we have, you know, 400 partners and, you know, however many um, each, you know, project says they have, but they're not really partners. Um, and that's, something that we noticed that is really kind of disastrous to an ecosystem. I think when you come out and say, Hey, this is going to be a partner, you know, we're going to launch our product with them. They're going to launch, you know, with us, whatever, what have you. And then a month later, there's no conversation between them, just a bunch of people that invested in it and then they lose that value. Um, so we actively, as we've worked with people, as we've kind of sought out partners, you know, we really, share resources with them. We kind of cr create this equilibrium with them and want to actually develop something together, you know, kind of create like a, a mini ecosystem together. And I think that that's one of the major things that we really work hard to kind of establish early on with, you know, anyone we work with and really make that something important to us and important to our users too. So they know if, Hey, you know, moon vaults working with, you know, whatever project um that that's actually going to be a partnership that won't just kind of be in name only it'll actually be a lasting partnership that um if they like that product then they know that we will be there you know involved in that community you know we're in those communities talking we're um actively involved with you know developers with them and with other community managers you know in these partnerships so i think those are two really big things that we've changed with moon vault other than um we're really open about everything. Um, any major decision, we're usually um, 
probably because we're really bad at keeping secrets partly, but we really like to talk to the community about it. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're always just open in the community and, you know, everything we want to do or every, everything we've talked about doing, you know, it's with the community and we're always involved in the community. So um, I think those are some, some of the big things that set us aside from a lot of projects. So, yeah. If I may jump in there a short uh, time. So, um, yeah, uh, with our current partners, we are really working hand in hand together. So we are also helping them uh, developing their software and they also help us in some parts um, because I really prefer, um, yeah, w- with many projects, like like Jacob said, where, where that have many, many partnerships, it's, it's most times, hey, you give us, us some of your tokens, we give uh, you some of our token and then we call each other partner for having um, you listed at our page. And yeah, it's, it's more like marketing and PR stuff. And we are really into exchanging knowledge um, and exchanging resources. That is why we are also um, in IOTA Touchpoint um, to talk with other projects to help them, to integrate with them and really work hand in hand so that both have beneficial effects. Um, and other than that, what yeah makes us better than other yield aggregators, in my opinion, is um, that from the start I was really focused uh, on yeah giving the users tools that all others don't have. I mean, I guess you you are also at some point you started in DeFi and. You were like, why do I have to approve each transaction before I do it? Or why do I get 500% APY? Uh, and later you see, oh, sure, I, I get a lot of token, but they, they lose a lot in value. And it, it's hard for beginners to understand all of this. So what also our task is, is, is to give users the tools that are necessary to make um yeah, better and wiser um, investment decisions. Currently, for example, we have a chart for each vault that not only shows you this the price over time, which you can get everywhere, but um, we show also the price corrected by the farmed amount. So for example, sure, um, the price maybe went down by 10%, but over the last months, you maybe already farmed and gained 20% more tokens. So even if the token price went down, you actually made profit. Mm. And with with this chart, for example, you can easily see if you out farm price loss or if you don't. So it helps you even before you invest, you, you can see how a vault or a token or this farm performs. So you can make an investment decision based on on facts and statistics, and not just on the current snapshot uh, snapshot that tells you, oh yeah, sure, you you get five hundred percent APY. And I guess that is quite important for me to give users these tools and to also help, yeah, let's say educate them. Um, with our V two that we are currently building, we also want to build something like a um, learn section, an interactive learn section. Um, for example, there might be a section to to teach people how to use a Firefly wallet or how to use a MetaMask and how to bridge 
um, how to swap tokens on on uh, Tanglesy, for example, um, to help those beginners, but also experts to to learn more about DeFi and the basics, and also some extended knowledge where the money actually comes from, which many people don't know. And yeah, stuff like that is is also very important for us. Yeah, I can I can really see that I like the idea with the uh, the educational towards people that isn't aware and used to using these type of products and uh, definitely the one about uh, the partnerships because I really think that the IoT community can really well relate to having a bad partnership hanging over them so so yeah I like that um, but what made you uh, move to IOTA so I I think that's uh, that's where I came in. Um, so I, I mentioned early that um, that was actually, was actually my first crypto I invested in, um, and it's specifically because of you know kind of the unique approach it had. And I think what we've seen with a lot of the chains, and this isn't a you know a, a dig on any of the other chains. I mean, all the chains are great in their own way, and I think you know. Um, as DeFi expands and as crypto expands, I think, you know, it's really, it's a multi-chain world we're going to live in, but the thing that IOTA has done right that we saw early, especially when, you know, touch points launched and, you know, those communities were starting to be built was it's, it's, it's really unique in their approach of, you know, really building out the tech and then building out the communities and then the product versus, you know, a, a quick launch with, you know, a thousand projects that port over from, you know, projects port from Ethereum and are cloned on BSC and then, you know, cloned on Phantom and, or however, you know, I, I think IOTA has a, a unique approach to maybe have a fresh start in DeFi and um, have something different than the other chains. And I think that's, that's what's really attractive about it besides the tech piece um, and also the community part of, you know, since, I mean, I've, I've been involved in the IOTA community kind of as a silent observer since 2017 and, you know, a token holder. And, and that's what I've seen is just a, a continual, you know, this is about the tech, even on the, you know, Telegram, there's like the IOTA cafe and IOTA tech. And, you know, it's not just like, it's, it's, it's two separate, you know, groups, but it's always focused on the technology behind it. And I think this is a way to... Uh, DeFi is just one part of the IOTA ecosystem, right? And like... Um, and Nikun can talk more about um, the uh, dreams of what can be done on IOTA that I've bothered him about since he's the dev and I don't know anything about that stuff. So I try and make him do all that work. But um, that's that. those are a lot of the reasons we decided to move, you know, at least spread to IOTA. And um, it's I think it's a good place to have a good fresh start. It's um, a lot of advantages on iota that aren't existing on other chains mm. and what's your you guys expect uh, about the uh, like what kind of movement are you guys expecting towards iota in the DeFi space do you see like a lot of devs from other places coming into iota starting building uh investors uh users etc yeah so I guess for me, what it was is I came for the tech, I stayed for the community. <laughs> and I guess that will also be the same for many other devs soon. Um, I mean, I, I really like their approach and, and the tech. 
and the options they give, it's not only with, with assembly and then shimmer, but also that you will be partially able to, in theory, wrap up your own, um, uh, your own blockchain on top of IOTA and, and, and the other EVM chains, which will be quite huge for the internet of things, which was the first target. So that is quite an interesting overall movement. And also um, um, the topic with, with, with the transaction fees is, I guess, a thing that will lure a lot of people over to IOTA. Um, yeah. Mm. And you also mentioned uh, when you spoke about uh, your, you having a, a, your own token, uh, something unique about it. Could you explain that? Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so normally if you have a token, um, it somewhere has liquidity, those so-called liquidity pair tokens that are at, at some uh, decentralized exchange. And the balance in this token um, describes the value of your token. So if you have uh, $100 uh, and 100 of your native token in this LP, then you know that one token is worth $1. And if someone makes a trade, then the balance shifts and your price therefore goes up or it goes down. But that also means that um, if you if you buy at the top and you sell yeah sell lower, then you lose money. Um, so some people always make a lot of money and some people lose a lot of money. And um, you always have to check: is now the right time to buy? Is now the right time to sell? Um, what what is if there is bad press and and bad news and everybody dumps and now you've lost a lot of money. And this is different with our token because we don't um, have liquidity anywhere. What we have is a, a smart contract, which an ever increasing collateral, this collateral is feeded by or increased by um, our protocol profits. All profits uh, currently from, from uh, our protocol uh, go back to token holders. So it goes into this collateral. And to say it like this, you, you have, um, let's say, $100 collateral. And you have 100 tokens. And if you now redeem one of your tokens, you get $1 for it. But this token is also taken out of circulating supply. So now you have $99 left as collateral. But also just 99 tokens now exist. So still. One token is worth $1. And even the last person that wants to sell, there will be $1 collateral and one token. So even he gets $1. And so it doesn't matter if you dump first or last or if someone dumps because the price of the token doesn't go down, never. So because of that, we also can't sell the token for the current value because it would be just giving out free money so we currently sell it above the current price for example um, our current buy multiplicator is, is 1.5 so it is worth one dollar for example but you would have to pay one dollar fifty and then one dollar twenty five uh, goes back into the liquidity and uh, 25 cents would go into a pool 
where you can currently stake our native token and get passive income um, in form of stable coins. So that would mean we had 100 tokens and $100 collateral. You, you buy one token and now we have 101 token, uh, but uh, $101.25. So each share actually increased in value. Yeah, and also, like I said, um, all profits our protocol make um, go 50% into the liquidity and 50% into the pool where you stake our token and earn passive rewards. So it can only go up in price um, and each product we add will, will also add another revenue stream for our token holders. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, so just to get, just to get me right, like if I'm up here in the, in the exact vault, uh, and even if I'm the last person selling myself out, I won't be losing anything just because I'm, even though I was the last one out. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if you dump first or last, you, you get the same. Actually, if you, if you dump later than others, then I guess more profits accrued uh, in collateral. So normally you should actually get more than than all other people because you stayed in longer yeah um but what you do is uh, as you have a uh, uh, initial multiplier uh, multiplicator so you you pay more as it is currently worse so at the time you buy it you have an initial loss and you need some time until you break even with that loss but after you once you've broken even um yeah, you can never lose again. It, it can only go up more and more. Huh. Interesting. So you just have an initial loss and that's all. Yeah. And do you have any future plans for, for Moonvolt? Any changes coming? Yeah. Um, we are currently working on our um, version 2 for our vaults. Um, normally, um, the vaults of also all our competitors, um, they... Um, reinvest 100 100% of the rewards um and that is cool uh but with our v2 users will have the option to adjust the compound rate so for example you and me we could both be in in the same vault we are both farming for example let's say bnb iota at PancakeSwap, and we get let's say 20% APR for it. And so now let's say there is $100 in rewards. Normally those $100 that we get in form of cake in this case uh, would be sold and converted to BNB and to IOTA and then reinvested. Um, so you would get more and more of your deposit, but um, what you could do now is say, okay, maybe maybe I just want to reinvest uh, 75% and 25% um, I want to have paid out in stable coins instead. So each time we compound for you automatically, um, that will mean that in this case, um, only $75 uh, would be converted to more BNB and IOTA. And the other $25 uh, 
would be sent into a bank contract um, in form of stable coins um, where you can harvest it anytime. So what this will do and help you with is let's call it auto profit taking. So I, I'm a lazy investor myself and I'm not a good trader. So I I just want to, to sit back and, and farm more and more of the tokens I trust. But meanwhile, I also want to have some, some passive income. It's, it's nice to have more BTC and ETH over all these years, but at some points I have to take profits as well because I, I have to live from something. Or maybe I want to invest some money into, into more IOTA, for example. Um, so with this, I can now sit back, just make a one-time deposit, see this deposit growing further and further, and meanwhile, getting more and more passive income, which I can access anytime. So while my deposits increase, I also get some nice, um, for example, BUSD on the side, which I can use to, I don't know, um, eat some ice cream. <laughs> Can I can I say something else about kind of the the kind of future plans is we're building this out to you know not make ourselves rich or anything but the whole the kind of long term goal of this is to create a DAO structure and you know really release this to the community so the community will own this product and um, be able to you know change it how they want so I think that's that's an important thing that kind of overshadows all this is that, you know, what we're trying to build out now is really, you know, customer oriented. We really want the users to find value in it. So when this transition happens, they can take it, be comfortable with it, and then make the changes they, you know, want for the future. So um, I just wanted to put that out there because that's, that's, that's the long-term goal, I think. And the reason people move to DeFi, right? So we can get away from this legacy system making like 0.001% on our deposits. And, you know, we don't want to create a product in DeFi that does the same thing where, you know, a, a project is just out there to extract as much money from users as possible. We really want, um, you know, to actually make something in DeFi for what DeFi is supposed to be for is that be able to make something for the users to have, you know, to make money themselves instead of having it extracted from them yeah and when it comes to, to the risk of using such a vault is there anything other than uh, like small contracts failures or anything like that um very good question um so in theory um every every service overall always has two risks um number one well, let's say three risks um number one um, the team are scammers and they rack you. Uh, number two, they just stop working at it and yeah, the product doesn't exist anymore or, or lose in value. And uh, number three is always, yeah, sure, there might be an exploit and something is hacked. So we have to see how we make it, how we ensure that there aren't those risks for our users. Um, as for the exploits, Nobody can really prevent exploits. You can always just try the best to make your code as safest and possible. And um, 
yeah, we, we just will get a lot of audits. We already had some audits for our V1 and for our version two, we will also make sure to get a lot of high quality audits to ensure safety. Um, but the normal um, so-called flash loan attacks won't work on us because normally they target the, the native token, um, but our vaults don't reward our token. So it's, yeah, that attack vector just doesn't work. Mm. Um, as for, for rugging, um, Sure. So I, I made a KYC, for example, at, at site Rug Doctor. So um, we are also currently making an LC and a DAO. Um, so at some point also will be fully doxed. And uh, we will give more and more control into user hands, um, meaning actually the community will will share a multi-sig wallet to, to have access so that we also can't do bad stuff. Um, and yeah, for, for the option of us leaving the project, um, there is also a very interesting thing. So normally, um, most projects have something like a developer fee, marketing fee, team fee, or something like that. And each DEX that is out there, for example, pancake swap, um, it, it doesn't matter if the cake price goes down. There's million of dollar trades uh, trades each day, um, where they get a lot of a lot of money from. Um, so they could just go away, and they still would earn a lot of money. Um, with us, I I never intended this protocol to be um, generating money for me, but I just want to build something I want to use. I make I make money as a user. So actually the only way me and my team make money is we also own a share of our tokens. And um, so the only profits we get is the same as every other holder of our token. We just make money as a team if our holders make money. If we don't earn our holders money, we also don't earn a cent so it forces us to yeah stay on it and we will also just get the same shares as all other users that's good that's and a, another good. another piece to, i was gonna say another piece to that is uh even with the, our current governance model it's not you know full dow but we have a governance model built into the system is um i don't think either myself or nico at least have even as much governance as some of our, you know, uh, members of the community. Um, so yeah. that's a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, uh... normal governance in DAO system is, is most times you you hold a certain amount of tokens, and um, uh, the number of tokens is equal to your shares and voting power. So if there are thousand tokens and I have one hundred, I have ten percent of of voting power. Um, with us, even currently, where we are not a DAO, it's it's quite different, and we somehow want to get this into the DAO as well. Um, you get rewarded for participation. So if you are a long-time member, you you get um, for one day, for for three days, for seven days, for fourteen days, for for sixty days, and something like that. You get voting power. 
Same as, um, for example, we had hold some community events um, and when, when users helped out or helped testing um, and ensure that everything is, is uh, safe and works, they also got um, voting power and participation points for that. So that means that normally most governance systems are quite well ruled. If there's someone rich, you can just buy $1 million in shares and then have a big impact on governance. Um, that doesn't work with us. So sure, you, you get a small amount of voting power um, that is also kept at a certain limit for holding our token, but actually, um, I am uh, the guy with, with the most voting power because I took part in all tests and was in f uh, from day one. And I guess I have 8.7 voting power. Uh, most of our long-term members have like 7.5 voting powers. And if you're in for, let's say a month, you should be about 2.4 voting power, which means that, um, yeah, I'm. I, you you can quite easily outvote me, um, which I think is quite think interesting quite because interesting. it's 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 fairer. I I, I don't uh, have yeah so uh, a lot of power and and it's 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 fairer to everyone. It's it's not a whale ruled system, um, and you don't get rewarded for having a lot of money, but for helping out the protocol. Mm. So I feel a little cheated because I'm only like at five. So by the way, <laughs> and and the uh, your native token, right? Uh, does that only go grow up in value as more people enter the platform? Um, yeah. So currently, we have mainly our. So currently, there are two revenue streams for our holders. Um, I said there is a buy multiplicator, so you have to buy it above current value and um, everything you buy you pay above current value is again redistributed to all current holders that is one way to increase um, value for everyone then we currently have our vaults and from all profits that uh, we generate from you we have a um, 4.5 percent profit fee and currently four percent of that is uh, redistributed to to uh, moon holders um and soon we also want to have our multi dex swap um we will have a very very small fee on top of that and that is also 100% going to moon holders and um there will be some other features and services that will be announced later. But overall, every product we will make um, will generate uh, money for our users. For example, we are currently also working on an API that um, enables other services to integrate our vaults at their site and earn money with it. So they can earn with having our vaults at their site. Same with the swap. So you can have this multi-deck swap at your site and you can earn a little bit um, and also offer your users um, the way to find the best price for their swap. And yeah, all those 
profits generated go back to our holders. Hmm. And um, what's needed for you guys to go live? Is it like Shimmer or is Assembly or smart contracts? Um, so first we will be at Shimmer and later we will also be at Assembly. Yeah, okay. So we were fully running on Shimmer or is it just a testnet for you guys? Um, good question. Um, I think that mainly depends on how IOTA community sees it. For me, it won't be really a testnet because um, the contracts will be the same as on all our other chains that we are already on. Mm. Um, and there will be live trades that earn users money. So I don't even know if you can call it a testnet because there is real interaction there. I, I would call it more like there is two nets and in, 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 uh, two chains and different version and some ha has more features. But I know that, for example, also TangleSwap and uh, TangleC will first launch on Shimmer and they also won't see it as a testnet. It is, mm. it is a fully working network that earns users money. And that, I guess, will it also be for us? So... Yeah, I guess forever yeah. we will support both both chains. Mm. I'm not sure if that's even possible, but like, uh, like transferring uh, the voting power from Shimmer to Assembly. Like, if you've made, managed to build up like uh, ten in voting power on Shimmer, and then it starts on Assembly, are you able to transfer? Oh that uh, over? no, no. Um, so our voting power is cross-chain. Okay. That. So, so it, it doesn't matter on which chain you are. Um, you, you earn uh, the voting power for all chains. Mm. Um, it would be a little bit unfair in my opinion otherwise. And we are all about fairness for the users and to give everybody equal rights and possibilities. So, mm. um, yeah, you, you don't have to transfer anything. I like that. Um, like in the general, though, like DeFi coming to IOTA, um, What's your guys' opinion on what it will do to the markets of IOTA? Even though now we're seeing quite a bad downtrend due to all the the war in Ukraine and the general economics around the world, right? So do you think we will actually see an increase in price even though the market isn't as good as it used to be? It would be crazy if it wouldn't go up. I mean, until now, there there isn't the possible uh, possibility of any uh, any trades. And sure, um, everything is always tied to global economics. And currently, yeah, we, it's not not an illusion. But everything is in in DeFi tied to Bitcoin. So um, sure, if, if Bitcoin goes up, also everything will go up. Um, but um, when all those features launch on Shimmer, a lot of money will move to Shimmer. I'm quite sure of that. A lot of people will want to try out IOTA and, and get a feeling for it. A lot of uh, developers will want to try out IOTA and Shimmer and later also Assembly. And naturally, there will also be a lot of trades. So... Um, I guess most will be like me and Jacob. We are just waiting to to start um, using TangleC and TangleSwap and all those other uh, projects. We are also already in Sooniverse and um, bought some nice NFTs. Um, and a lot of users want to jump on this ship and just mm. waiting, waiting for it to launch. So 
it would be crazy if the price wouldn't go up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was going to say, I think, I know that when both Shimmer and Assembly staking was live, almost 80% of all the IOTA tokens, IOTA tokens have been sitting there since 2017 that are all of a sudden, you know, 2017 are all of a sudden staked. And now I think it's almost 60% just for the Assembly. So I think that's, users with IOTA have been waiting for this, I think, for a while. Um, they understand the tech, but now they can see the tech, but also the, you know, investment opportunity of being able to grow, you know, their pot, their Mm. Glorious IOTA token. So, yeah, also, I think we'll see what are used. What is very important, we are currently only talking about DeFi, but let's be real. IOTA was mainly at the start made for the Internet of Things and for the industry. And for the industry to now fully use the IOTA capabilities, I think there will be a lot of things coming along the way and also a lot of adoption from the industry. And, um, yeah, it will be very interesting to see what new projects or, or how the industry will adopt IOTA. Mm. And also, uh, you mentioned the, uh, the developers coming into IOTA to try to test it out because I've been kind of afraid that we will see uh, just the money within the bubble just going in a circle. Uh, but it would be nice to see people coming from outside and uh, appreciate what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, so just to, to give an example, so I, um, I work currently, um, in, in the steel industry and, um, not long ago we talked with uh, a machine manufacturer and he told us that they are also looking at IOTA, um, to, um, integrate with them and have, um, something like uh what, what is it called like production history how yeah, was part chain. money yeah yeah supply chain how it was manufactured when where and and so on and and all of this information will also be stored on the blockchain and and i guess there will be a lot of adoption and and a lot of uh, companies are currently looking at iota already so it will be very interesting how they will use smart contracts as well. Mm. And and the bottleneck of a lot of those companies using this tech in the past is that with most blockchains, the more you use them, the slower and higher the costs are to use them. So I think that's a barrier that IOTA is going to break with kind of integrating. I mean, that's that's in a way how, you know, if a company is using IOTA for, you know, their their production history, their supply chain, you know, them integrating that with DeFi. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a interoperable way to, you know, really spread IOTA across everything and um, mm. continue to build on it. And then what about you, Jacob, since being a, a US based uh, crypto, like investor and builder, um, how do you see the, the awareness of IOTA in, in the US? It's, I mean, it's growing. I think it's growing. It's, it's still, I mean, you see like, I mean, stadiums being named after, you know, the Kronos and, um, you know, crypto.com. And, um, it's hard in the U S to get IOTA because you have to use Binance, um, us. Um, and so I think the adoption will happen here when it, when DeFi launches, I mean, that's generally, 
the U.S. seems to be a little bit behind DeFi whenever a chain launches, just because of the limitations of what you can buy. I mean, every, almost every other country in Europe, if I'm not wrong, has access to normal Binance, which has a bazillion different you know tokens on there you can buy and, and a mm -hmm. bunch of different options. And so we lag in that aspect. And so I think that's been a bottleneck. Um, I do know a lot of people that have a large bag of iota and they've had it since 2016 2017 and they've been waiting for something like this to happen so or like this to launch so i think that there will be growth for sure mm. yeah fingers crossed though um so yeah is there anything else that you might want to add to the uh both the DeFi in general or moon vault nico you want that um <sighs> Yeah, um, maybe I can just give a small roadmap on what else is planned along the line. So I shortly um, talked about our version two, which will upgrade our vaults with something that is at least currently not seen in DeFi anywhere. Um, so another, we have quite a long roadmap. Um, so uh, another thing we have is, is the multi-deck swap. Um, after that, there is um, something I call um, NFT 2.0. Um, I don't want to go too much into detail, but it is, let's say, giving NFTs a real use case. Most use cases are only inside its own protocol, like you can you can stake it um, or um, yeah, you you can do just things in the protocol it, it was made in. Um, but my target is, uh, for example, like I said, multi-sig. We want to have uh, a multi-sig um, on each blockchain where you can either identify um, with your wallet or with ownership of an NFT. Um, you will be able to yeah, sure, that is also then just on our side. Um, you will have the possibility to either stake with your wallet or with your NFT, which will also mean normally, um, for example, if you do taxes and you say, okay, after the end of the year, I want to start a new wallet just to have it clean. So normally you would have to unstake from all your websites and go into uh, and, and send everything to your new wallet and stake everything again. Um, with this, you actually will just transfer your NFT and that's all. Other use cases I am looking at, which I think is sadly quite overseen, is stuff like maybe 401ks in, in USA and uh, to use it for that or maybe even to make college funds for your kids um, and you can just invest and after 10 years you you can get your money out and until then you can just uh, accrue interests on it. Um, that will be something I want to focus on as well. And a very long-term goal is um, that we want to con combine vaults with our own um, lending decks and bridge um, but for that, I have to first solve the dilemma that normally um, you get a native token as reward that then loses value. Um, I, I already have some quite interesting 
solutions for Z that I also can't go into details yet. So no other implements that before me. And um, but but that is a real long term goal. And in between those, we have our version three, um, which is also already partially coded, which is something like a, a resource workflow model. I would I would say, so users will be able to um, drag and drop their own strategies. And, and create them. For example, one of your strategies could be uh, each day at 12 o'clock, I want 50% um, of what's in my bank account to be transfer transferred to my wallet. From the other 50%, I want 25% uh, converted to BTC. I want 5% converted to ETH. I want 5% uh, converted to IOTA. And then I want to make a, um, I don't know, a BNB IOTA LP token and also reinvest it into another vault. So all these steps can be um, made into a workflow. And then you can either manually execute them with one click, or if you provide um, gas to a certain contract then um, you can schedule this workflows at a daily or hourly basis, which again, like I said, I'm a lazy user. I just want to invest and, and sit back. And it will help me to, to just automatically build my portfolio. So daily at a certain time, all my um, payouts from version two that goes to the bank will be converted to my portfolio some shares into ETH, some shares into BTC, some shares into IOTA, some BNB, one FTM and so on. And I actually won't have to do anything. I just sit back and wait, see my normal deposits grow, see my portfolio grow and on the side still get some passive income. And I was going to say, you know, it's what's interesting about kind of the, the future plans with the uh, moon vault is a lot of projects we've seen have, you know, talked about, Hey, these are all our plans and, you know, whether or not they actually happen is, you know, up in the air. But what's funny is Nico and I, and, um, Nick are, um, are one of our other partners and Luke, our other partner, we sit down and we will break down the processes and actually, you know, map out what we want to do, find any issues that we see that can come up. And we actually have, we, try and document all this so we know what we are doing and the goals we have are actually goals that we've mapped out and planned and we can actually feel like we're going to reach you know with any barriers that are going to come up and so we spend a lot of time doing that before these you know decisions come out you know we we rank them um based on you know how important they are to our users how important they would be to you know on the dev side if they make nico's life easier or they make you know the user's life easier. We try and find a balance there, um, but we really spend a lot of time actually mapping that piece out to help us better understand what we're what is being built and what Nico's coding for and um, what the users are actually going to see on their end. Yeah, I can imagine it's quite a lot of work to like keep an eye on all these different chains and being up to date on everything going on. 
Yeah, but we can also partially rely on our users about that. So we have quite currently a, a small um, family-like community. Um, many people uh, of that community actually joined me from a project we all were in that rocked. And then I came with, hey, let's make something safer. And so a lot of them uh, followed me. And yeah, we, we have grown quite a lot, but it's still very family-like. We, we talk also a lot about other projects. And um, if there are questions about anything DeFi related, we, we also have uh, people always with that or, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, so they also give us hints at, for example, uh, I guess like one week ago, PancakeSwap upgraded all their, their upgraded to a new MasterChef code. And um, I, I, I don't have time because all of the coding and, and uh, making workflows and, and stuff like that to, to yeah, watch all chains and all protocols at the same time. So we rely on our users as well. And, and they just tell us, hey, um, tomorrow there will be a big upgrade. Um, can you can you uh, see that everything runs smoothly afterwards? And so yeah, then I take a break and say yeah sure. Um, let me let me um, stop my work and and make sure that it works again. And uh, yeah, hmm. that's great though. You you don't have to keep an eye on twenty four seven. You actually have a, a community helping out. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm also just uh, just a normal person. So yeah. Um, like I said, in the end, we want to make this a fully community project. I, I don't like to have control over anything of that. We later also want to have something like protocol-owned liquidity, um, where then the users can decide how we use the money to earn our moon holders even more money. And I'm not a good investor. I, I want the community to vote on person that uh, on, on some people that that are uh, good with this and, and and vote on where to invest this mm. um, i just want to build stuff for users yeah and um, yeah the community is is part of our team and i, I did want to mention he, he nico mentioned he doesn't like to own anything but the uh one of our partner projects does have an, have an nft named after me and he did purchase that so he did that to own it, so I could not. So just want to throw that out there. There's a which, piece of which, that. Which actually is, is quite interesting stuff. So just to give another example, um, I bought this NFT. It's it's a it's a GameFi project, and um, I bought it for my private money. But actually, I did it. Um, it, it will be available to the community because there is something like a scholarship system in in, in this GameFi project. Um, we also, I am also in some other uh, game projects and um, we, we give our community the opportunity to, to take part of that uh, or take advantages of that as well. So for example, all these scholarship slots will, will go to members of our community and actually all the earnings um, from, from this game um, are planned to also go back to moon holders. That's nice. Well, that was all for my end. Uh, thank you guys for joining and explaining uh, all about Moonvolt to us. Um, so to everyone listening, check them out on Twitter. Give them a follow. Uh, check out their website. There's a lot of information there uh, as well. They are available on uh, the uh, Tangogram. Yeah, on, on, on Telegram, we are Telegram. also available. Or yeah, um, 
otherwise uh, moon-vault.com. Yeah, and you were also uh, about to set up a Discord, right? Yeah, but I cool. guess that will take a few days, but yeah. uh, all information will also be available on, on websites then. Fantastic. So thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, thank you everyone for listening and uh, get behind, get left behind. Cheers.